Alexa, stop playing music. Good morning, Seattle. Seattle, Washington. That's where today's guest is from. Seattle, Washington. Good old Kyle the Preacher. I, I know it's McKee, McKay, something like that. Great guy. Great human. We talked about um, how he got into training, coaching, powerlifting, and then blew my mind. That's why I love doing these shits where you sit down and talk with people that you just met over the internet, especially, and you find out like they have a whole life going on off the internet. Who would have known? And long story short, homeboy was a preacher for a while. It's just so dope, the whole story. We got heavily into that. And uh, yeah, enjoy. Happy holidays. Thank you for coming by. Yeah, eggs and rice is a staple. I, I noticed, for me, I, I like, I digest, I guess the greatest when I have some rice or some type of like carbs, you know? Yeah, I actually found that too. It was funny. Um, when I first started working with Stu, that was one thing that I realized I needed to change was like, I'm just not like my stuff, my body isn't cycling food in fast enough. And he was like, well, like, what do a lot of your meals look like? And I was like, oh, you know, there are a lot of like proteins and fats. And he's like, well, like if you add a bunch of carbs in, like it cycles you through way faster, pumps your insulin up, gets your stomach all, all your food digested onto the next meal, baby. So, uh, so yeah, I'm in it. Yeah. Work, with it. Work, working with him did the same thing for me. Cause when I started working with him, he brought up like calories and shit. How many calories mm -hmm. I should be aiming? He gave me like 3,200. And I was like, all right, not thinking, you know? And then yeah. I tried it. Cause like my diet, like an idiot for so long would be like, I would not eat anything until like 11:45 AM after being up since four, four 30 when I was like working. All right. And then, yeah. And then I'd eat and better like good stuff. But then at night I'd become like a, like a raccoon, like a, like a mm. possum and I eat everything. And my logic yeah. would be like, well, yeah, it's not the healthiest stuff, but you're not like, I would only think calories in calories out type of shit. Yeah. Not the quality of calories or anything. And right. when he had me, and I was only eating like maybe 2000 calories, it would just be like two or three meals that equated to 2000. But now, like, actually tracking your macros, like, he gave me this down, like, 11 or 1,200 calorie shake I had first thing in the morning. He gave me one of those damn things, too. It's <laughs> the best. Dude, it works. Yeah, yeah it's, it's amazing because it, it gets all those calories in how to do the eating. And then it also makes you remember, like, the night before that, like, your tomorrow starts the night before. So it's like, if I start eating, like, a shem right now while I'm laying in bed stoned to the gills watching Sopranos, I'm gonna uh -huh. fuck them off. You know what I mean? And now, right, even with competing too, it gives you more of that reason to not just go be a stroom, you know what I mean? And eat like whatever you want, like nonsense. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, dude. It all when starts, I mean, it like starts at the grocery store. Like that's for me where it's like it starts a week beforehand. Cause like if I, cause I, I'll do that thing where I'll like forget and all of a sudden I'm like out of frozen berries or something like that. And it's like, oh, well, I guess I'm not having this shake today. And then I get home from work at five and I'm like, all right, well, I'm 2000 calories behind and it's five o'clock. And it's like, okay, well, now we're up shit's Creek. Yeah. And I ain't trying to play catch up and it's annoying as fuck. See, like for me, it started because being in New York city, I have shit everywhere, but it's yeah. seamless. Ordering from seamless. So you don't know, like, yeah, it's yeah. like Uber Eats. You guys have like Uber Eats? Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Seamless is Manhattan Good Reads, and it's every single store possible that sells you. <laughs> and it's New York City, so you know, it doesn't sleep. That shit is for real. It's you got literally everything, yeah, all the time. Yeah. <sighs> Bro, it's tough. And then you're spending money like a strewn. And, yeah. When did you start working with Stu? Mm, that's a good question. Like, I think like eight months ago, something like that. I, just, I think it was pretty early into last year. And you're going to like, what? you're doing the Kodiak mentorship. Is that what it is? Yep. Kodiak yeah. Yeah. I scored that too. Yep. Which is How pretty to, sweet. Did you start that yet? Yeah. So we've been in it for a few weeks now, uh, which is pretty sweet. Cause yeah, it's, well, it's kind of funny because like, you know, I'm on the West coast, Stu's on the East coast. And then Dan, the other guy who's in it with us, he's in uh, Japan. And so trying to find like a time slot where all three, and really it's my fault. Like my West coast ass fucks all this stuff up because like, like they'll, they'll have a time and it'll be like, Oh, perfect. It's fine. And then someone does the math. It's like, Oh, Kyle, that's uh four 30 in the morning for you. How do you feel about that? I'm like, I mean, I would do it, but like, I will be asleep the whole time. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been cool. It's been fun to have like, uh, like a fitness related mentor again. Cause like, I'm sure you've experienced this. Like when you go independent, it's like, all right, now you work for you and you're where the buck stops all the time. And if you have questions, you just have to ask yourself because like, you don't have a fitness manager to go to. Um, and so, I mean, I've like, I've, you know, I found people around the gym and stuff like that. And obviously, you know, all you guys are great, but it's been fun to have someone who's like, kind of like looking over your shoulder, like really like with intent um, to help you figure stuff out. So yeah, it's been cool. It's been a lot of fun so far. And we're still like only two or three weeks in. So that's awesome. What do you guys, I don't want you like, too much that you like uh i don't know if it's a secret like what do you guys do you know what i mean uh well basically it's like taking like a top-down approach to your like your online training and so it's kind of just like starting through all your systems from like intake to you know programming and client retention and kind of going through like here are the best practices that Stu and kodiak have found over time and like how to specifically implement that into what each of us do um, which I think is the most important thing because it's not like I'm like a Kodiak employee or anything like that. It's like, I'm being mentored by them so that my own business can grow as well, like through Kodiak's mm-hmm. assistance. So, uh, so it's kind of a cool approach. Cause it's not like, Hey, here's, here's my system. Everybody has to do my system because I do it this way, but it's like, Hey, here are things that have worked for me. Like, how do we apply that to something that works for you with the type of clients that you're working towards? Cause like Dan and I also work with slightly different types of clients. Like Dan fits into a lot more of the advanced category uh, and like tends to work with a lot more military guys. It sounds like, and I'm a lot more on the like beginner side of powerlifting of like most of my clients that I get are, I have never lifted a barbell before, or I like, you know, gym bro squat and I would like to squat my body weight or double my body weight. So it's like, uh, you can't even apply those things the same way across. I mean, you can apply like the, the concepts, right. But like, how you implement those things will be different based on the types of clients you have. So it's kind of fun to get to work that out too a little bit. That's amazing. Um, I want to know more about you yourself. So if you would take us down memory lane from like as far back as you want to go to how you got into what you do now to everything. Like first of all, how old are you right now? Uh, I'm 30. Right, Turned so 30 in July. From, so from the time you came out of the womb, Happy birthday. Wait, you turned 30. I turned 30, yeah, like four or five months ago, whatever. I think you wish me happy birthday on the day of, so. Yeah, I was going to say, I probably, yeah, you're, I you, all, you got me. You're good. You know what I'm saying? 
But uh, yeah, 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 just to tell, uh, tell me about yourself and then I'll pick things apart as we go. That's like how I do these things. I like to learn about who we're talking to and then I just yeah. notice little tidbits. You know what I'm saying? Dude, yeah, I love, I've like listened to a bunch of your podcast stuff and you ask excellent questions. The, so the, I'm... Uh, Thank you. I appreciate that. The new ones though, right? <laughs> I'm like honestly ashamed of the old ones. I was talking, well, I was talking to one of my clients who does a big time podcast today about mm-hmm. it. And I'm like, but he put it a good point too. Because I was like, I almost want to delete them He's like, yeah, but you show the growth. I'm like, I, yeah, that's how I think. But also, you know, this culture we live in, right? <laughs> Some of the shit I said, they'd want to literally burn me at the stake. And it was all just drunk jokes, but like, you know, people are very right. sensitive. You know? Right, yeah, but it's like, I mean, that's part of my story too, is like going along and it's like stuff I used to tell clients or like things I used to believe or whatever are like, are so far removed from like where I am now. But it's like, that's, all like, I mean, like, I'm sure you could like dig some stuff up on the internet that I, I, you, I would read and go, oh my God, I really wrote that four years ago or five years ago or 10 years ago, whatever. Uh, but yeah, it's all part of the process, which is annoying because then you look back and you go, God, this is the worst, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, onward and upward. Onward. We'll both look back at this conversation like, God, what a jab- bunch of jabronis, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so. Right, so it's here. Uh, so. In high school, that's where this all started for me. Actually, before high school, when I was a wee lad, I've always been like the circumference of this this pen. Like this is how big I've been my whole life. I've been like <laughs> tall and skinny forever. And so, even as a kid, I like really wanted to start. And like I played sports and I played baseball for a long time. And then um, I like played tennis and did track in high school and then tennis in college. So I've always like been super active and I like love hiking and camping and swimming and all the outdoor stuff too. Um, but I always wanted to hop into the gym because I was like, I can build muscle and then we can go from there. And so, uh, like as a kid, my parents had this like Nautilus, like plate loaded or, um, like at home workout gym thing. And like some kids will sneak into their parents' room to like get alcohol or money or whatever they've got lying around. I would sneak into my parents' bedroom sometimes, (laughs) like bang out a set of like, uh, cable chest press. Uh, or bicep curls or something because my dad was like my parents were like oh don't you know you don't want to exercise you're gonna stunt your growth and I was like dude I'm 12 and I'm six feet tall like I'm let's cut this shit off I'm done my knees hurt like let's let's cap it what growth (laughs) yeah I guess I'm saying like oh you want to drink caffeine you're gonna stunt your growth and I was like well I'm banging a gram every day now to try and tile things back but you know we'll see so uh so anyways, I wish you would have told me that shit. <laughs> Dude, I know, right? I was drinking coffee at like eight years old with a fucking espresso and that is that after dinner. What the nah, fuck? See, you just drink uh you drink a bunch of oat milk and then you turn out like me, and it's uh you know, unless you decide if that's good or not. But uh so anyways, Mom, I was always just oat gym. milk. Yes, yes, there you go. <laughs> uh none of that, none of that slime milk stuff though. Um that. and so I was always interested in it. And so I always kind of was just in the back of my mind that I was like, oh, I'd love to be bigger or stronger. I'm assuming that helped me in sports, but I didn't know. Uh, and then in high school, uh, I got a chance to take anatomy and physiology my sophomore year. So it was like a 15 year old. I walked. Yeah. So my wow, high school teacher, dope. I like, that is the thing I can point to as like, this was my like, like origin moment of like, this mm. is cool as hell. And I have to do this with my life. So my teacher, Mr. Tucker, he was like an athletic trainer for like the Atlanta Hawks, like a bunch of winter Olympic teams. Like he'd been in the athletic training industry. I'd gone to teach at college and it was basically like, these college kids are idiots. We need to start sooner. 
So then he went to high school and I got super lucky because of how I'd like stacked my freshman year that I could, I was even eligible to take it. Um, and so I hopped in as a sophomore and usually it was a junior senior class. And so I was the youngest kid in the class, just like in over my head, completely like, I'm so lost. Like, what are we going to do? Uh, cause he's basically teaching a college level course. Like then when I went to college and I sat down in my anatomy class, uh, I like took my first day of notes and I was like, this feels kind of familiar. And I went back to like my high school binder and I grabbed Tucker's like page one of like chemical breakdowns. And I was like, this is the same thing. I was like, I've already done like crazy dude. So, uh, so I was like, as a 15 year old, I was like lost. I was like, this is going to be a bad semester. Um, and our first test was this, was a bone test. Basically he had a, like a giant plastic bin of like a plastic skeleton. And the test was he would dump it out on the floor. Like you and he were in some like side classroom. He would dump it on the floor and he would start a timer. And you had like 20 minutes to put together the entire human skeleton, like orient, like proximal to distal, like left to right, um, anterior to posterior views, like the whole thing. And so I was like, I studied like crazy for this. And then I did, I like did really well on the test. I only missed a couple of vertebrae because you had to like stack like literally every vertebrae, like up to down. And I missed a couple of those. Oh, and like, I think I missed just like some hand bones, hand and feet bones. Um, but I was like, bro, you just missed some. Yeah. And it was like, and of course, like, I'm not necessarily like the brightest person ever, but like when I find something I really like, I just will study like crazy. And this finally clicked. And I was like, this, I like history is fun. You know, I like learning about history. It's like, that's, I, but like, that's kind of like my reading category. I like, um, like writing is fun, but I don't really care. Like science is cool, but like it never really clicked. And then all of a sudden I took this bone test and I was like, okay, this is really hard and really stressful, but like, this could be like, this could be the start of something. Um, and he was just really cool. Like he was a great teacher. Like he was super laid back but like expected a lot of you. And I was like, okay, this is a guy that I want to learn from. Um, so I got to take, he did a sports medicine class um, that I got to take my senior year. And so that's kind of where like, I took the step towards athletic training. And I was like, this could be a fun career because you get paid to watch sports all day. And I love sports. Let's do this. Uh, so then I went to college and got, I went to, a, I mean, I went to a small liberal arts school. I did not pick my college based on my major. I picked it based on who gave me the most money and who was like semi close to my house. Uh, so not necessarily a great educational decision, but it kind of worked out because it was this like small D3 school and the head trainer had been there for like 55 years or whatever. So it was just like, <laughs> no, like he would fall asleep in the training room. Like there were just no rules. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I got to like learn how to do like injury assessments, like on <laughs> our student athletes, which like as an uncertified student assistant is almost definitely not allowed, but I got all this hands-on experience of like getting to do rehab programs with people and like learning how to write them and like, uh, and, and, and just like feeling like what do injuries feel like when a person like has them? Like, cause I, there was one day I was like standing at football practice and one of my friends goes down uh, with a knee injury. And uh, one of the trainers was like, all right, Kyle, like start doing some of these tests. I'm gonna go like grab some, whatever. And I like, do the anterior drawer test. And I'm like, oh man, like his, you know, tibia slid like whatever three quarters of an inch and I was like oh so this is what it feels like when you're missing an ACL like that's gross um but so I just got to like get really into all this like human body stuff and like exercise and like watch the whole like injury life cycle kind of happen with teams and 
then I realized, well, most of these injuries, especially like at a D3 school, like with football, it's like nobody's getting paid to play. They're all there because they, I mean, I'm sure there are some scholarships for athletes sitting away somewhere, but like for the most part, people come to play four more years of football or baseball or volleyball or whatever, and that's it. And then they're done. Uh, and so I was like, wow, this is really valuable for these people because they have, like, I had three years of competitive tennis left and then that was it. And so it's like, unless I wanted to try and compete in a men's league or something like that, which is a whole different arena. So it was like, anytime a kid pulls a hamstring, it's a huge deal. Cause they're out for like six weeks of a 12 week season that they only get four of at max. And, uh, so it was like my senior year, <laughs> I was like, damn, we pull a lot of hamstrings day one of football practice. And I was like, there are a lot of kids that are out for like the first month, the most exciting month, especially in Washington, because August is like beautiful and sunny. And then if you come back from an injury in mid-September, it's raining and shitty. And so it's like, oh, these kids are going to miss the best part of their season because they're like, their off-season programming wasn't very good or their like adherence over the summer wasn't very good. And I was like, so you could just solve most of this in the weight room. Well, I should do that. That sounds like a better idea. Um, and so that's kind of what led me like away from injury prevention and into like strength and conditioning, uh, partly because I also didn't have to go to more school because I was very done being in school. Um, well, what, before you jump in, what school is it? What D3 school is it? Uh, Pacific Lutheran University in Tacoma, PLU. Mm -hmm. Tacoma, is that Washington? Yeah, Tacoma, Washington. Yeah. Washington State. Yeah. Yeah, that's like that state that's on a map. It's all the way that tippy top. Right, it's like lush green. It's also is that also the state that has the weed triangle? You know, uh, yeah, you're not a big I, drug guy. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's yeah. like Washington State grows the best weed. From what I understand, it could be now, as someone who has you know partaken of the California variety of said substance. God, there's some California growers that are incredible, but. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, our Florida weed's great. You know, weed is great in general, but I'm pretty yeah, sure that it's like, good all over the place. Yeah, it's called something. Yeah, we. I mean, we have the Tri Cities out here. Uh, is it legal over there? Yeah, like it's legal. very legal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm coming uh, over soon, that's dude. It's, sure. So anywhere yeah. weed's legal, legal, I'm like, I'm coming. I don't care what else they got, because then I'm, that's the only thing I worry about getting arrested for. You know what I mean? You go to like yeah. another state, like Tennessee. Well, it's not crazy. It's like, except like Kansas. Yeah. So, I don't know how Thayer lives. Well, he doesn't smoke weed. So, that's it. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. But, dude, yeah. No, so, so you got away from the injury prevention straight. The way I see that, though, it's also like, it's almost like you realize injury prevention can be done in the weight room with strength and conditioning if done yeah. properly, right? And the, and the client or the athlete is adhering to it. That is injury mm -hmm. prevention because the rest is like, you get injured, it's really just kind of like a rehab to get you back to it, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that was part of it too, is like that it's not just the programming, but it's like, how do you get people to do their workouts correctly? So that way they can be successful somewhere else. Cause like, uh, I mean, like personal responsibility for my clients, something that I've like learned to take more and more seriously. Like if a client isn't doing like, what they need to do outside the gym. Like that's partly on me. Uh, like I need to take responsibility for what they're doing. So let me uh, ask you then, how do you, how do you go about that? Taking the responsibility part. And, oh, and yeah. I don't mean, I don't mean an athlete. Well, no, yeah, fuck it. Anyone. Cause I was going to yeah. say, I don't mean someone who goes to you like, yo, 
I want to compete. You know what I mean? That has that fuel, but then they're not showing up. So really, do you have the fuel? Are we just motivated? Right. But because I was going to say, talk about a, more of a gen pop thing, but really it's the same thing. If you want, if you say you want something and you're not showing you're going to go get it, how mm-hmm. do you go about that? Because honestly, that's something I battle with myself with a specific client in general, but obviously if it's going to be one, it's going to be a ton to figure it out now. Right. For sure. So how do you so go like, about that? So I have a client, this happened last night. She is a nurse. And so I, the gym that I train out of in Seattle is like everybody who trains at this gym basically lives within 10 minutes of walking or driving. So it's very local. I have one client who drives like 45 minutes to come train with me. And she like, she's a night nurse. So her schedule is absolutely crazy. It changes all the time. It cycles through. Um, and she really wants to learn how to squat and deadlift. And it's cool because she's like, I want to learn from you because I know you know what's happening. She's like, I have friends that could teach me. I, I don't know that they know how to do it correctly. I need my body for work. I want to be active for the rest of my life. She's like almost 50. And she's like, so I want to learn it from you because like, or from somebody who knows. So that way I can do this correctly and not get hurt. I'm like, awesome. Great. So with her, she'll either sometimes like last night she slept through because she had a crazy work. She like worked later than she thought she was going to. So she slept through our session. Um, sometimes she leaves too late and she gets stuck in traffic because like, I mean, you live in a way bigger city than I do. If you leave at the wrong time, you are absolutely fucked and not getting anywhere. Um, and things will just happen like that. Uh, Yeah. Like, yeah, again, it doesn't sleep. There's traffic 24 seven. Um, so like she'll just get stuff like that would just come up and she really only has time to train once a week. And I'm like, you really should be training more often than that. So anyways, kind of what the conversation that I've had with her and I'm going to have with her again, because she missed her session last night. She slept through it is like, okay, as a coach, I have to be, well, I guess I have two choices as a coach. One, I can create a, like a, my way or the highway approach, which is like, we were trained on the tracks. We're going somewhere, either you're on or you're off. And if you're on, be on. And if you're off, see you later. The other option, which is the option that I try and have is like, okay, if someone has decided to work with me and I've decided to work with them, we decide this is going to be a good idea. Like it's in my best interest and their best interest to be kind of fluid in like how I, how I implement the things that I think are important. Right. Cause there's like some basic tenets of training, uh, that most people tend to adhere by. So like, those are still going to be important. Like consistency, um, making sure she has good cues, all that kind of stuff. So normally my schedule is like, all right, like I am in the gym three days a week. I have times all day. I can always find you time to come in during the week. And then I also like obviously do the online training, which is like, cool. Then if you uh, like only come in once a week or can't come in at all, we can do this instead. So I can still coach you and give you plenty of feedback. Um, So that way you can get the coaching that you need when you need it. And so with this client specifically, it's like, I have to continually be willing to change my approach slightly and change how I communicate it. Because the first time I was like, listen, online coaching is gonna be way better for you. I know you're kind of new. Like I know that the in-person like form and technique and cueing is, would be, and for sure is really helpful for you. However, if you're coming in like twice a month, basically, to learn skill-based movements, you're gonna be learning these forever. And the first time I tried to bring up online training, she thought I was firing her. That I was like, wow. you can't come in and train with me anymore because you aren't committed. And I was like, no, 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 no. 
I'm giving you this as an option because you care so much that I want to make sure that you're not just like burning money. Cause like, I mean, she just burned her session last night. Cash is gone. Right. So I'm like, I want to make sure that you're getting the most out of this. And so like, we kind of got to a spot where she's like, oh, so you're like, you're not firing me. You're not mad at me. And I was like, no, I'm, you're an adult. Like I, this is, I'm, yeah. mad at you. I'm not your fucking dad. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Um, and so, but even like, dude, cur- she's got a full-blown career. She's a grown adult. And she's still afraid that her 30 year old trainer is like mad at her because she slept through a session. Cause she works a lot. Like it's fine. Like my job then is to like continually get creative to figure out like, what is a real solution that actually works for this person. And it's like, with like a lot of queuing, like, I mean, this is something we talked about in the Kodiak mentorship. And like, this is mine and Stu's relationship is like my squat has been like all over the place recently. It's been a giant mess. And after like probably three months of like trying different, or maybe two months of trying different cues, we finally found one that worked. And it was like, it just took us a while, Stu and I, to find the thing that finally made squats click for me again. It's the same thing with, with like this client or any of our clients where it's like, eventually if I try hard enough and like go through enough things and am patient enough, like I will eventually find something that they go, yeah, that, let's do that. That's a good idea. But that they also have the ability because like, again, they're an adult with full decision-making capabilities. Like they can also take responsibility and choose to tap out. Cause like, maybe this is just a really shit time for them to try to add this new thing in. Because like, if she has zero fitness experience and is working a ton and is traveling because of the holidays, maybe you should just like put this off for two or three months and just start walking every day. Just do something that works for you. And then like, we'll come back later. And it's again, not firing you. Like I'm not, you're not, I'm not saying that you're a bad client or a bad person or that you don't care about your health, but like this whole thing is like, I don't know. One of my approaches is like fitness has to fit into your life versus the other way around, which I think is how it happens a lot of times where it's like, Oh, like you have to orient your whole life around your training. And it's like, if you're going to be a fucking Olympian, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. If you want to go eating or some shit. Yeah. If you want to go from the minors to the majors. Yeah. You better orient your life yeah. around that shit. Cause there are 30 baseball teams and there are not that many roster spots. So like do the math. You've got a job, you've got a boyfriend. You want to be uh, slightly more jacked and slightly leaner than you are right now. We can fit that into your life. Like you don't have to ch- fundamentally change your schedule. Like, yeah, you have to make some small tweaks and you have to change your, your like eating a little bit. Uh, you probably have to go to sleep a little bit earlier. Maybe like, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but it's not like, all right, we're going to write a training plan first and then your schedule goes around that and like good luck you know what i mean dude that's the perfect voice for exactly that you know what i mean like that is because exactly and that's uh you know the typical on not online but like social media thing the scope it just clocks in on one little thing it's not it's like chill if anything it's more like i think when we understand that the whole fitness thing has to be not just your entire lifestyle, but part of your life in a sense that it's, it's like you brush your teeth, like taking a shower, like the way you go to the bathroom. You know what I mean? Like it's just part of what you do now. And if you're yeah. not going to make it that, then it's like, how do you expect to get any type of changes or results? You know, that's, that's why I try to like tell some of my clients, it's like, oh, nothing's working because you're not doing anything. Okay. Yeah, that's right. really what it comes down to. I mean, I'm trying to get you to see it once a week. Try to get you to walk for 40 minutes <laughs> once a week. And that's a problem. I, it, after that, it's like, if you can't get there, 
maybe you need therapy. I don't know. You know, it's, it's like sometimes it gets it gets tough, you know. But right. I think that's also part of what our job is to be able to adapt and, and then make the choice too. It's like maybe we're not a great fit because maybe that for, for maybe I'm missing something that's just not helping you. You know what I mean? For sure. That's, well, and that to me is that's still like the solution oriented approach, right? Because it's still getting them what they need. Exactly. Exactly. If you're not I'm one of those person. people that's straight up, yeah. And if you're not one of those people that's straight up just trying to make money off, because you know you you, you work in commercial gyms. Uh, I did for a while. I'm in like a, I'm in a private gym now. Yeah. But like, I don't know about you, but like I've witnessed in commercial gyms. Oh, like th- there's a saying in uh construction and I've realized it can, it might lay over to every subject, but it definitely mm-hmm. lays over to fitness where like a good line of bullshit is worth two tool bags. So you got that trainer who could just talk your ear off and has no idea about the human anatomy. They just make you pick things up, put them down, and they might be mm-hmm. jacked because they pick things up and put them down. You know what I mean? Sure. And it's yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's pretty amazing, really. It's, honestly, I've seen some quote unquote successful, like two hundred session a month type of making money. You know what I mean? And not no, talking about like the NASM corrective exercise degree is hard to get, like. If you don't care about learning about the human anatomy and getting better at this, yeah, it can be hard. But if this is yeah. what you're trying to do, it's it's supposed to be like, what? You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's why I think it's so amazing how your teacher had in high school had you t- do that bone thing. Because I thought about in the military with like a gun, like mm-hmm. taking apart a part of gun, putting it together. Because you, so you really understand the tool in which you're using, you know? Yep. And yep. to be, to do that, to have that as one of your first like experiences into it, it's fucking amazing. Even the whole, like going to the school you went to, like a lot of people mentioned luck, you know, mm-hmm. I always question luck. Cause I'm, a, I'm one of those, like believe in reincarnation and all that shit. So I'm yeah. like, I don't know if it's luck or like, what the fuck is that? That lines you up that it's like, Hey, I went to this D3. And you even like, yeah, it's not the best choice, but was it not the best choice? You could have, might have, oh, I have to go over here because over here does the best. And then you're not going to find the 50-something-year-old dude who could care, or the 80-year-old dude who could care less, who's sleeping mm-hmm. and gives you the opportunity to do that shit. You know right. what I mean? That's that's where I see that in that scope. And it's fucking awesome that it gets yeah. you to what you're doing now. No, it's sweet. Well, it's funny you say that because like that's something that I've started doing, that I had like a mentor who was, uh, yeah, he was just like, we had just had a conversation, one of our first conversations. He's like, Kyle, what do you want? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, what do you mean? What do I mean? What do you want? And I was like, I don't know. Like, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you, like, I don't, what is, what is this even question happening? Right. You would fucking love this guy. Um, and we like, you know, kind of went back and forth and we did like a, a meditation, like, well, what are your desires? Like, what do you hope for? What do you imagine? And like, we kind of got to the end and he was like, well, what if you just like put it out there? Like, he's like, what do you want in fitness? And I was like, you know, I want, I'm really sick of doing this job by myself because I, I'm, I love working with a really small team. Um, doing things completely alone is like hell for me. And that's what my first like year and a half of doing business was, is like, I was completely alone. And so, you know, you figure it out and you try, but I was like, I really want to work with a team. I don't want to like, work for somebody else necessarily, but like, I want to find a way to be a part of a team that I can grow from and learn from whatever. And he's like, cool, just put that out there. And then he's like, don't think about it anymore. Go do other shit. And like, right. And then whether it's like, I put it out into the universe and the universe like 
is like, cool, like let's like shape some things in the way. Like maybe it's that, maybe it's that I spoke a goal into existence and then sub my subconscious was like slowly angling me towards that direction. Either way, I like the mystical answer because it makes life way cooler. Uh, That's the fuck I'm talking about, dude. So many people will logically, rationally, I can't equate it. Like you're, you're not boring, but damn, bro. Like to be like, hey, maybe he did walk on water. <laughs> you know, yeah. to me that's wild shit. <laughs> yeah, maybe magic is super fucking cool, right? Like, you know, maybe it's like awesome. Well, actually, what it is is it's a trick between the eyeballs. Like, yeah, whatever, dude. Now I yeah. I feel that so much because that's how I look at it. That all because I'm not I'm the way I think is like I'm not. I had I don't remember being reincarnated, but boy, is it fun to think so because now I don't believe I can die either. Like, yeah, get up. Like that's how I look at it. Like, yeah, my family will care, but I'm for sure coming back, baby. <laughs> right. <laughs> so totally. Well, so, that's where it's like it's just like having that mentality. Like, let's just let's just see if something really fucking cool happens. Like, let's just see if it's not all luck and happenstance. Like, maybe that makes this whole thing you, more fun and exciting. And as you, you, like he said, just put it out there, you didn't, because this is where people get confused. They watch the Netflix and they go, the secret. Okay, I'm going to get a big, beautiful, you know, wall and I'm going to write mansion, husband, whatever. And then, yeah. just, they, then they sit down and they go back on Netflix. And yep. like a year later, they're like, what the fuck? The secret didn't work. I'm like, no, you didn't yeah. do anything. You know, right. like, you got to put it out there and like. Billy Madison said it best. Like, you got to go out. You got to go find that fucking dog. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you got to go after it, dude. And I think what I think that putting it out there thing is, is finally telling yourself, like, go do it. Because we'll think constantly. We have these ideas, these dreams, and they just stay there. Ideas, dreams, mm -hmm. but without into the action. They're, well, God, they're not going to do shit for you. Like, yeah, it's cool to dream, but wake up and go do the shit. You know what I'm saying? And I and I think yes. that's where it matters is that you're doing it. And if anything, he just turned that switch on you. He was like, well, this is what you want. Go do it. And he didn't say, now this is what you're A, B, C. It's just right. letting you know that it's okay that now you're going to go do this. You know what I mean? That's why I look at that shit. Like, dude, that's 100%. Dope. Yeah, it was super cool. Partly too, because it was like the first like 10 minutes of that conversation was like, well, what do you even want? And I was like, I literally don't know. Like, I was going to say like, that too. Like, how, how much should we think about that? Right. Because and I can't I put mean something on out a there. deep level. Yeah. And I mean, on a, because everyone, a lot of people, um, a mansion, oh, I want that yeah. Audi R rate. Like, all right. If those are physical objects you want, now, what do you want to do to get those objects? Like, that's right. the part we miss that ladder. It's like, I want to get up there. Now, you got to build the ladder step by step to get there. It's possible. If that's yep. truly what you want, you know, and that's mm -hmm. where I think a lot of people miss because obviously, like they always say, easier said than done, you know. Right. But how much do we sit down and plan that out? And that's what he made you do. Actually, think yeah. about like, oh shit, this is what I want. Not. Yeah, because it's like, if I was, if you would just been like, what do you want right now? I'd be like, I want to have more clients. It's like, okay, fine, sure, like not a bad goal, yeah. right? I mean, there are houses. So I live in a city called Kirkland, which is like top end of Lake Washington. Nobody's gonna know where that is. Anyway, it's a huge lake. It's absolutely fucking gorgeous. Really? Uh, there are some massive houses on this lake that look, have beautiful yards, like the whole thing, like great architecture that are a 10 minute walk from me. I wanna live in one of those houses, right? That'd be great. Cause you get a view of Seattle, the sunset. God, dude, it's fucking beautiful. So it's like, great. I can want that. 
and that's not a bad thing, but like, it's like, okay, well then like, well, yeah, clients, well, I get more clients. Okay. Well, like, am I really a coach who can handle more clients? Like if I got a bunch of intakes, would I actually care for those clients the way to keep them? And like, the answer is right now, probably not. Like I need assistance to keep growing as a coach. Cause like, I think I'm pretty good, but like, eh, we'll see. You're pretty good because you can give that attention. Yes. And like, that's how I've kept all the clients I have. Like I have like a ridiculous retention rate, basically not to pat myself on the back, but it works. But like, eventually that stops scaling with the systems I currently have. So I have to keep growing to do more of that. So then how do I do that? Well, I get a fucking mentor. I get to work with a team of people who are, can help teach me and push me and whatever. And so it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like scaling it all the way back because ultimately realistically, like if I get to work with a team of people, small team of people, if I get to have some autonomy over what I do, whether it's personal training or sports psychology or running a coffee shop myself, like whatever, like I'm going to have fun doing all that stuff. Like, exactly what I do is not necessarily as important as how I get to do it. And I think that's one of the reasons why I ended up in fitness is because it's like, yes, I love human body stuff. Yes. I love being in gyms all day. Uh, like, yeah, my ears kind of hurt at the end of the day because of the weights clanging back and forth, but it's still fucking great. But I get to have so much like autonomy over what I get to do uh, that it's like, this is sweet. And like being a part of the process. Cause like, if that leads to a big house on the lake, sweet, cool. But if it leads me to being stoked about my existence every day, well, that's way better because I'd rather be happy in a small house or in a rental or in an apartment or whatever versus be miserable in something I'm behind on the mortgage on because it sounded cool at one point and I'm stuck doing a job I fucking hate, you know? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Thank God. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right? Otherwise, oh, my God. Woo, people don't understand. Like, they're sitting like, oh, my God. Like, I just saw some notes on Sunday. And I'm like, you got no idea. <laughs> Busting in the skies. Because <laughs> that's the thing, I mean, dude. Like, if you're loving what you're doing every single day, and know what seems to happen for most people is when that typically equates to the the, the uh, money success part. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because unless you get in your own, like, if you're so, if, uh, if you're doing something, that happens to me make you money, but you're so passionate about it that really it's almost what you do all day long until you're finally mm-hmm. like, you know what? Let me go watch Seinfeld now or whatever it is. Like, yeah, you're not going to be the person who's like, oh, I just want to go get fucked up, who then gets drunk and spends a ton of money doing that or does something stupid or falls into a slow addiction because you're mm-hmm. so about your life. You're filled with life every day, not just what we do as breathing and walking individuals that most can do, we all do unconsciously. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When you're consciously doing everything every day, you're mm-hmm. typically not going to be the person that falls into some bullshit that most do because you're so about yeah. it, you know? Yeah. Dude. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> that's so that's one of the things. And like, to, I mean, if we're going to semi tie this back to a fitness thing, that's one of the things that like with some of these clients, these like problem clients I talk about is like make every decision you make on purpose. Right. So like even what you were just talking about is like, because listen, None of us have to do anything, right? At you don't all, have really. to have a job. Home, homelessness to, is not the worst thing. You don't have to pay taxes. You don't have to not like cheat on your fucking wife. Like nothing is stopping me. Like nobody's holding a gun to my head. Like you can't cheat on your wife, Kyle. But like there are consequences to every action. Some are positive. Some are very negative. But like you don't have to do anything. So you get to choose. You get to choose to go to work every day. 
And if you're going to a five day, like a, a nine to five every day, you were doing that. The government is not making yes. you, your, your lifestyle is not, you are choosing that every day. You were choosing to go or not go to the gym, right? Like all of this shit, dude. And it's like, I wish, I so wish, like if I could have like do one thing, it would be make everybody as like self-centered around their decisions as possible to only do things they want. Yeah. Cause people are fucking miserable. Cause they're doing, yeah, dude, people are doing shit. They don't want all the time. It's like, Oh man, I got to go to my relative's house for the holidays. It's like, you do not. No, 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 no. If you're miserable, tell them you'll call them. Yo, but yes, you know, it's so you. crazy. You know, it's, it's that's because as what you're saying, Oh, I'm here. This is me. I'm talking, you're talking to, you're talking to yourself right now mm-hmm. in this circumstance where then I go around like my parents, my family. It's not like that. You know, I'm like, so mm-hmm. why are you going? And they're like, well, you don't get it. I'm like, no, I do get it. See, yeah, that's why I like you to don't get, get mad it. at some of the shit I say because I just say exactly what you're thinking. You just don't say it. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, right. I don't know about saying it. My parents, my family says what the fuck they want, really. But in the sense of doing what you want, like, it, we get so caught up and it's, it's wow, man. Then I go into my conspiracy mind and shit, but we get so caught up in society in thinking this is what you have to do to be something in other people's eyes. And we won't admit that to ourselves because our egos are so huge. Oh, I'm doing oh, this yeah. myself, but are you, did you actually say, this is what I want to do in my life? Or was it like, all right, what are you going to do now? Like, I don't want to go to college. I'll get this trade over here. And then mm-hmm. if you do that bet, but then you become the best you can at that, that's much yeah. different than being 50 some years old and every single task you're giving every day sucks when you're getting paid really good and you're here for eight hours. And if you walk out over time, you get paid double what you get paid. Like you're, you're very well compensated. And guess what? Yeah. If you want to change it up where you want to work less, like save money, learn the ways of money, learn the game. And yeah. then go get into real estate. Go get into a hot side hustle, something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or live below the, your means like you really just should do anyway. Right. You know? It's either or. Go acquire more money and shit, more, more investments and all that. Or chill out and appreciate what you got now. And maybe actually have some, either yourself or someone sit you down and be like, yo, what do you want? Because like, yeah. I think of most people, like that's the biggest thing right now is I think of most people sat down and just said, what do we want? What do I want? You know, what are yep. we, whatever you're talking about. And actually sat with it. Not the reactionary way of the most humans, you know, the way we mm-hmm. go about it. Everything's reactionary. Blah, blah, blah. Instant gratification, yep. you know, gets. But what do you want? And then you might actually sit there and realize like, wow, my whole life might be afforded off of a $600 a week job at like CVS. Or, you know what I mean? Like, what is it mm-hmm. that I want? If I, and it's like, all right, if I grew up in New York where the taxes, all the nut, whatever, whatever. It's crazy. Yeah. But it's like, I don't want to do that. Oh, well, all right. What climate weather do I like? All right. Now, let you know, change it the fuck up. Make a move, Johnny. You know? Dude. And as I'm talking all this shit, like right now, I'm finally also, it's heavy on my mind because I'm starting to really see things like that. Like, I've been seeing mm-hmm. like that ever since I changed doing drugs. Like, I mean, being a drug addict, they were doing me. Now I just do it. Yeah. But right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like now, but like, I mean, in the sense of now moving locations, you know, and <laughs> I think we are like more humans got to make the move. Like we're so scared to die, but you're not living. So what's the fucking difference? Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, I was even thinking like, oh, uh, like, you know, I was, I was on the way home from like getting gas and stuff today. And I was like, well, like, okay, 
like how much personal response, like what can you really control? Like are the things you really can't control? And I was like, well, it's raining right now and I can't control the weather. And I was like, bro, I can move to Southern California tomorrow. It's 75 degrees every day in San Diego. I could have sun all year round. So it's like, yeah, you can. Like, I don't have to, like, yes, it's convenient to live here because my whole family is here. My wife's family is here. I also grew up here. So I'm very familiar with it. And between you and me, and I guess whoever's listening, I fucking love all the outdoor stuff here. We're like, if I'm not near a big body of water or like a giant mountain range, my life gets really hard. And I have both of them here within like 25 minutes. So it's like, I just deal with the rain. Cause like, eh, this, I get to see two, I get to see two mountain ranges every day. Like, come on. How cool is that? Yeah. So I, I often look at like Washington landscape, Washington state landscape. And I've, I've been telling my brother, cause me and my brother travel a lot. We, we do a world road trips. And I told him, it was like, we just went oh, to nice. the South. And uh, I was like, the next one we're doing, cause he wanted to go to, he wanted to see the South real bad. And I was like, bro, mm-hmm. the next one we're doing is green lush upper West. Like I didn't want that. Like I've been craving the way it's explaining it already. Like, yeah. Oh my God. Like let's go. Dude. Yeah. Something about humans loving bodies of water. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we all like mounds and shit like that, but water seems to be the ticket. Like you find a, like you said, the, the houses over by that lake, any uh, mm-hmm. travel around American shit, you see all the different, like when I was in Minnesota, Lake Superior, all like the, why wouldn't mm-hmm. you want? I mean, I do it. Like I pay the what I paid literally only for this view. Otherwise, 100%. I have 400 square feet. 400 <laughs> yeah. square feet. You know, for what yeah. I got to pay, but I'm in a shoebox in the sky and I got this view. That's the only reason. So yeah, we dude, your view like, is fucking sick. Yeah, if I'm, if I'm going to live in New York City, it's the only reason. I mean, now with everything going on, I'm like, get me the fuck out. But yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it is dope. But yeah. But that yeah, thing is like, you dope. have the choice, right? Like you have the choice. Like, yes, you love living in New York. And I totally get it because New York is absolutely insane. But yeah, it's like, if people are miserable where they live, it's like, yeah, well, I bought this house and my kids are in school and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, great. Well, you know what? Uh, people move all the time. Yeah, it's inconvenient. But like, if you really feel like stepping into traffic every day, is it really that exactly. bad? Exactly. It's not, it's like, it, well, it comes down, like, you know, we always say, like, is it excuses or you're just going to go? It's like, either you're going to do something or you're not. Really? It's like, you know what I mean? It's right. like, oh, well, you don't get it. I can't move because I have kids and a house and they're like, Oh, you must be the only person, right? I mean, yeah, I don't have a house and kids. So yeah, I, I, yeah, sure, I don't get it. You are the only person. Right? What if you would have yeah. to happen to be fired from your job today and you had to move? What about that? What, like, what if anything? But like, yeah. you know, we go through the mundane ways of life. It's easy. It's comfortability and easy is what you call it. You know oh, I mean? For sure. Like, you know, we've come, like, that's something I, I do enjoy that going back to my parents' house sometimes on the weekends is I'm back like where I grew up. So everything is just yeah. boom. You know, like, I understand that. Like, when I go driving out of state, I also have, like, a fucking trauma is traumatization with cops. So anytime I'm driving, uh, I'm pet outside of New York State, I'm petrified to get pulled over. Yeah. And I have nothing on me. I don't do shit like that. I'm not yeah. fucked up driving. But I, I've just been so many times pulled over and went to jail. Obviously, it's yeah. my fault. But still, like, still, every yeah. fucking time, dude. So I get the comfortability of where you're from type of shit. But that being said, if you're absolutely miserable where you're at, like, make the move. But, like, there's so much bullshit to drown it, you know? Food, alcohol, drugs, 
screens you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's like it, it, i get it because fuck like i was there like it's tough it really is tough but you have to like and also though it, with if we're talking about this on this podcast you don't think a billion other people are so it's also like i think we all do know now yeah you can almost say cut the shit cut the mm-hmm. shit go try it dude go fuck it like the people i've talked to in this podcast the last like think three times have all or two times have been like just go try it type of shit yeah you know obviously i guess we just gravitate all to each other when we all jive you know what i mean that right makes sense. yeah but it's like just go fucking try it why like it's always worst case like for me worst case like you're gonna die you're not gonna die then what's the problem die yeah. or jail with like it's for me that's where my mind it's either death or jail so yeah. if neither one of those and even like i jump out of airplanes so mm-hmm. death is heavy on that one. So I really think it's just jail for me. You know, if you just yeah. limit your shit down <laughs> to, to, to what, like, like worst case scenario, you're good. Yeah. Even jail, like if it's for a purpose, like, right? <laughs> like some stupid yeah. shit. No, no. Like, right. so limit down your, like, I guess, uh, what would that be? I'm a little stoned now, so I can't think of a proper word, but like limit down your, like, not care, but things that would stop you, maybe. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, what's the uh, worst case scenario? Let me right. figure your worst case scenario out, you know? Yeah, dude. Right. And I think, I think what's funny is like, like you were saying, like screens and all this different shit is like, I, I just don't have the patience for like drama TV shows. Like I'll watch a dramatic movie because sometimes like they're the best. Uh, but like, I mean, like, uh, I'm trying to think of like some trashy TV show. I don't know, like keeping up with the Kardashians or uh, people will probably blame me for like this being a trash show, but like, I don't know, Grey's Anatomy is very popular. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's popular. It's huge. Yeah, it's huge. But it's like, right. All this stuff, right. All these shows that are like really super popular. It's like, well, they're all dramatic, which is cool, I guess, if you're into that. But it's like, do you really not have enough drama in your life? Like, are, are you living such a safe life where you like don't? experience any of this stuff outside because that's the thing is like i'm like i i have enough like stressful shit that i do every day during the day that if i do sit down to like watch a movie or something i don't want to be then more stressed out from like fake drama when i could just be like living my life in person and like dealing with stuff that might or might not have consequences but like will push me forward because like anytime you external and that's the thing i mean we're talking about this too is like just externalizing blame or like responsibility where it's like oh well like if I just watch these characters deal with stress, then like I get to like have my stress response, but like there are no negative consequences for me. It's like, well, there are negative consequences for you, but like, yeah, those are sort of under the radar. But uh, yeah, it's like, I just, I don't know. I would rather just, and this, I mean, this is a newish development. It's like I've been doing this for years, but it's like, I gotta just go do, do my actual life. Like, because what's the worst thing that happens? I mean, even with training, right? Like, What's the worst thing that happens if you miss like a lift? The worst thing that happens, double quad tear, right? That's the worst thing that happens. Anything shy of like blowing out both your kneecaps, eh, you missed the lift, you'll get it eventually, or you won't, and it doesn't matter. Like the consequences, like the, the it's like, oh man, I bombed out of a meet. Like, I mean, you know, power to me is like, oh, it's a big deal. Like we're going to show up today. Like I'm back, baby. And it's like, you're going to squat the most average numbers ever. I don't care. I'm glad you're excited. That's cool. But like, none of us are writing uh, articles on Sports Center about you, so it's okay. Um, unless if you're like Amanda Lawrence or somebody who's like actually fucking god tier at powerlifting. Well, that's in that that's case, the thing too. You know, it takes that. 
yeah, it takes that certain mentality. Though. Like, it, like that's why, I don't know, now I'm kind of getting hooked into the shit with the powerlifting. But uh, when I was going yeah, to the first competition, I was like, I didn't look at any, I didn't, people were like, oh, how'd you place? I'm like, what do you mean? Place what? <laughs> like, I placed the ball back on a fucking thing. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, I, didn't get a, I, didn't walk away, I didn't walk away with a gold or nothing like that. They go, what'd you hit? I was like, and I actually like look back and see what I hit. I hit all three of my yeah. squats. I hit all three of my deads and I missed two of my bench. Like, that's what I did. Like, it was cool. It was amazing. But now yeah. I actually look, I'm finding myself going to usapowerlifter.com and fucking this other one. And I'm seeing who the top people are in the weight class. And I'm looking at their numbers. And like, now that's coming out of me. And, I'm, and mm-hmm. I have to make sure. Cause I don't want to be consumed in that. I'm at the same time. I'm trying to do some gangster shit. I'm also trying to get away from all this worldly shit. It's a very yeah. weird dance I'm doing here. But like, right. I literally have numbers on a whiteboard now. Yeah, that I want to hit, like, and the 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 top numbers in the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. For actually a weight class that's twenty pounds heavier than, you know what I mean? And it's fucking nuts. But. Mm-hmm. It's great too, you know what I mean? Because what it now gives me is something else to do. And it happens to be that as I'm trying to create a fitness business, this is fitness shit. Like, wow, the yeah. better you're going to get at lifting these weights, that's what you're doing. The more you're right. obviously going to go learn. Because it's not like, I mean, I guess some people, they just have the coach and that's it. I'm also yeah. learning here, you know what I mean? This is what I do. So it's like, it just works out to you. It's like, oh, you find the thing, you go with the thing. So it's like, I'm letting mm-hmm. that lead me. While trying to also be like, yo, don't, because I don't want to miss a lift and ever be like, oh, yeah. to me, that's such a bitch shit. Like, grow the fuck up. Like, yeah. when I was at the competition, I get it. Like, I was at the competition, dude, miss a lift, be so mad about it. I'm like, no one raped your sister, bro. Relax. Fucking, <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, eat someone alive, like, chill the fuck out. But I yeah. also get it. I get it, because our egos, right? You know what I mean? Just perspective. But no, I, yeah, it's exactly, it's yeah. exactly that. Like, letting it fuel you. Mm-hmm. but not consume yeah. you. Right. Because it's like, and that's where like, I don't know. I don't want like stress is not imagined, but like a lot of the modern stressors are a lot less aggressive than like people who are alive 4,000 years ago or whatever, where it's like, all right, oh, literally it's me against a bunch of lions. Yeah. I mean, even then, you're right. Cold war, cold war. When kids are going to school, like, Hey, a nuclear warhead might drop on our heads as we're learning the fucking ABCs. Now a kid's got to wear a mask because the boogeyman's coming. Like, what yeah. the fuck? Like, that's the difference. You know what yeah. I mean? We're petrified of something with a 99% survival rate while not too long ago. Right now, kids are literally waking up in fucking cages. There's a kid right. who literally wakes up every day in some sick fuck's basement who's brutally fucked with every day. And that's his reality. And mm-hmm. we're out here crying about what fucking Omarion um, uh, uh, he was a rapper when I was in high school. Now he's a fucking <laughs> disease. <laughs> I've been fuming about that shit all day, man. All uh, day. Yeah. All You've day. had all day to get riled up for it, too. It's still early over here. It started yesterday morning when I woke up to realize what New York State is, um, legislation is trying to be passed January 5th. Uh-huh. And just one of the things is to give the governor the power to put anyone in jail she deems unhealthy for society without trial. Yeah, Like, that's straight... The fact that that's even written down, the fact that that was a thought, an idea, manifested on from a fucking hand, or even if they typed it, 
pen, pipe, whatever, onto a piece of paper for someone to possibly sign. And the whole city and state isn't at Albany's door right now going insane. I just sit here like, like if I think about it too much, I literally would just end up in a white room just banging my head against the wall, like in a, in a straight jacket, because I just, I, I, what the fuck? Like, you really think that's a good idea? You really, you right. don't want your daddy to tell you how to drink. You don't want your, you can't even look in the mirror and have yourself tell yourself what gender you are right now. Yet you fucking want to give her all the power in the world, the fucking, I'm at a loss. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not, but that's why I watch The Sopranos because it gets better at that. Because I you know I'm bringing this back to what you said about watching shit. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I think we watch sometimes. We watch mm-hmm. what we want to do or we want to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like we'll watch the shows that are very quote unquote exciting because our life is so boring. We wake mm-hmm. up, go to work, and the job isn't filling you with passion. And you come home, and then what do you, you know? You eat dinner, your kids. You deal with that shit. Maybe you coach a kid's softball team or baseball team. That's a little chimney. Maybe on your mm-hmm. birthday, you get a blowjob from the missus. Like, you know, if that, like that's the typical. That's the day to day. You know, and then yeah. and then you fall in with the majority of the people that do the complaining. It's almost like a collective bunch of people get together to see whose life sucks more. <laughs> you, you ever get in those circles where it's like yeah you think you got a bet my kid's going to college like yeah. <laughs> that's bad thing you, ex- you didn't expect that <laughs> you talk about how much you hate fucking doing this job because i always refer to construction like, you talk about how you hate yeah. doing this job and then you're crying about you have to work longer because your kids got to go because your kids going to college did you oh, oh you wanted to go to the bar four days a week and not plan for your kid to go to college and spend stupid money on shit you didn't need Right. Yeah. I got it. But you're not going to take any personal responsibility about it. So let me go right. get addicted to some great TV shows because that's mm-hmm. exciting shit. You know what I mean? And that's an escape. Yeah. You know? Right. Well, and again, it's like, because this is one thing where I feel like people, like, obviously, I think there is mm, probably an unhelpful amount of like content consumed by the average person. Right. I don't think that's, I mean, that's not some flaming hot take. Right. Like, that's the most uh, lukewarm thing I could have said. But at the same time, I think there are like plenty of benefits because people like lament video games. I'm like, I love video games. I don't have a console right now, which is on purpose because I would have played it too much and not launched a business. And so it's, you know, it's in somebody else's house. Thank God it's not in mine. But it's like, you You did that. Okay. You did that. I I didn't just wake up one day. Kyle, I'm sorry, son, but yeah. Wait till you have a business. Yeah. The $300 was nice to have back to us, you know, needed a few things. Uh, but yeah, it's like all, all this stuff can have a purpose, right? And I think like video games and technology and I mean, whatever the metaverse becomes, like that is what the future of technology is. And like, we have to find a way to like adapt and orient that. I mean, we can staunchly be like, no, like we're not going to go to cars from, you know, horse-drawn buggies, but like they're coming anyway. So, you know, what if we were part of shaping the future with all of that? But it's like, is that, do you do that to the point where like, it's all you do or do you do it because you think it's great like that's one of the reasons why like i sold my playstation because i was like i was playing so much call of duty that i hated myself when i was playing the game and i was like why the fuck do i do this why do i have this like this is stupid this isn't helping me i'm not enjoying this anymore let's just get rid of it because i don't go do stuff i actually like you know 
And like, what do you do when you're your healthiest? Like, what do you, what are your favorite things to do? It's like, well, I love to read. It's like, Kyle, how many books have you read this year? It's like three. It's like, got it. For a guy who loves to read, that's not very many books. Uh, they must be long books. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, they're you know, 10,000 page reads. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> you know, but it's like, it's like, am I, am I watching TV or am I like scrolling through Instagram? Cause I mean, that's my, that's my TV. Oh, I don't watch TV. Yeah. My crush Instagram. I get to the end of Instagram, you know, it's like, well, that's arguably worse than watching the office reruns until the end of time. You're not doing that with porn, my friend. Okay. Once you start doing the porn thing, <laughs> when you've seen every single video, like <laughs> toenail, like you just saw a toenail, you know, whose toenail that is, you know, it gets bad when you start smacking off to the sentimental parts. That's when you really is like your 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 subconscious is straight up like, dude, you you're filling a void right now. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, you know what I mean? Give it a rest. It's like your your job is to review these videos. It's not yeah. eight hours a day is not healthy, you know. No, that's the yeah. problem. Not that I know no. it. No, yeah, of course. Just you know, just it's theoretically, right? Yeah, theory. it's all theory. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like. <sighs> Like posing it back, like, what do you, what do you actually fucking care about doing? Like if, if you did like the, cause asking better questions is always my favorite thing. Cause really none of us know anything. So what if we just ask better questions instead of arguing about dumb shit is like, instead of being like, Oh, technology is good or technology is bad. It's like, okay, well, like if, if you could give your attention to anything you wanted and nobody knew about it, what would it be? What do you mean? No one knew about it. Like you didn't tell anyone. Well, yeah, because I think like, a lot like, of times, like, like social media and shit didn't exist. So you're right. solely like, doing it for yourself. Yeah, which is a hard question because I think part of the reason that I'm into some of the stuff I'm in is because of friends I have or people I follow online. So like it's, you know, it's hard to look at truly and avoid. But like conceptually, right? It's like okay, would I, um, what I like the TV, I mean, just to keep using TV as an example, whatever. It's like, would I still use TV? Like, would I still watch the same TV shows I watched if I didn't get to talk about it with anybody? Like, would I have watched every episode of Game of Thrones twice oh, gosh, gosh, gosh. if I never got to have a conversation about it? Like, what would I do because I just want to do it? And maybe you're like, well, Kyle, I love having conversations with people. And so I consume media to then build relationships with people. It's like, sure, that's fine. But like, how much of this stuff do we do? Yeah. Right, we can go back because that, that's, that's a that's a yeah, that's a dangerous stance because it's like then it comes down to what groups are you pick and hang out with. It's like you know, if it's like you happen to hang out with the neo Nazis and you're learning all that shit, it's like, are you enjoying it? Like, did you always want to do that? You know what I mean? Yeah, so like I, I get what you're saying. You yeah, it's saying. like it's if you if if you just got to do shit you actually cared about, and you didn't weren't, weren't trying to like put on a show or weren't trying to like pretend to be somebody. Like, what would you actually do? What kind of what books did you read? What music would you listen to? What workouts would you do? Like, would you still power lift or would you still bodybuild or would you just fucking go on hikes every day and do and karate? I like, I don't you, know. You, I think the way you answer these questions though, dude, is you go find out. Yeah, you have to go try. And, and, and that's, and that's you know, something I, I'm trying to like teach my little cousin because she's grown up, she's 21. So she's mm-hmm. grown up in that age of born into a screen. And it's like, I'm not hating, I'm just stating that you, you might want to go find out what it is you like to do before that thing tells you what you like to do you know or like or or you want to fit in somewhere like that's why it's so great to be someone who loves being alone sometimes you know and or not in like a secluded way like yeah they go find their shit like that's something i love about my little brother just shout him out real quick is he his whole life 
he did whatever the fuck he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. He never once gave a fuck. Me, I was in and I was in high school, and like, I guess what I want to do is just party though, because I always did what I want to do. It just happened to be fucking wild. But yeah. like, he was like, I want to go party. I don't want to go do none of that shit. I want to play on the football team. Like, he always just did mm-hmm. what he wanted to do, and he's doing what he wants to. He didn't have many friends growing up. Like, I was Mr. Friend, all that bullshit. But like, yeah, he always did what he wanted to do. You know, yeah. that's just dope shit. And like you're saying, like, until we know what we want to do, how are we going to go do what we're going to, we want to do, you know? And a right. lot of times you might be trick, tricking yourself. Like, that's what I want to do now, you know? Cause you saw it. You didn't even experience, like, it's one thing that yeah, you will see it, then go experience it. But you don't experience it. What? Or you can't even admit to yourself. Like a lot of times I think people will be like, oh, they see powerlifting being done. Like, oh, I love that. Then they go do their powerlifting workouts on shit. They hate it. But they stick yeah. with it just because yeah. they put on their Instagram powerlifter or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. It's it's that fucking personal responsibility mm-hmm. and what you want to do. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing where I think I think there are a few times where like the second half of life really begins. And it's like, I think one of those is where Oh, I firmly believe in that. Yeah. I think one of them is like when you stop identifying with everything you do. Like I have gone, yes. I've learned to go fishing this year. I've gone hunting for the first time this year. I don't walk up and be like, oh, I'm a fisherman or I'm a hunter. It's like, those are activities I've done. I mean, I've gone fishing probably 10 or 12 times. Uh, you know, we had a salmon I caught last night. It was amazing. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, see, that's why you get all these like fresh salmon that run up and down the rivers like outside my house. So it's pretty sweet. Oh, uh, <laughs> it's hard to beat, hard to beat. And I got a friend who's doing all, all life, so he's like, I'll shave and you can just adopt me thinking I'm like eight, like like that, like that Annabelle movie. I won't try to yeah. kill anyone. You know what I mean? Just fit, I, that would be the that. river biting salmon. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we we'll can take you. We'll get, you. we'll get you a set of waiters. You'll be set. <laughs> um, but it's like, I don't, I do those things because they're fun. But like, I, I mean, I haven't gone fishing in weeks now because the rain has been not that great. My buddy's been busy. And it's not like, oh my God, am I still a fisherman? It's like, well, I was never a fisherman. I just went fishing a couple of times because it's an activity I like to do. And it's like, yeah, I'm a personal trainer right now. But like, again, if like something weird happens and all of a sudden I can't do that anymore, it's like, okay, well, I'll go, I'll go do a bunch of shit. I mean, I've been a bunch of things. Like I was like, I mean, I've been a student, like athletic trainer. I've been, I was an RA when I was in college. I slung produce at a grocery store. I was a youth pastor for a while. I like you're a youth pastor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Explain. Tell me. So I mean, like I grew up. Uh, let's see, how did it even start? We'll go. We'll we'll go in the way back machine again. Okay, my parents. Machine, okay. Oh yeah. So my okay. So my parents wanted me to be in a kids choir when I was younger, for God knows what Not reason. You. I don't. I don't really know Not about you. my singing voice. We'll find out. Uh, so anyways, and there was a family that lived down the street that the mom like led the kids choir at a church and so I started going and I made a bunch of friends and I was like hmm I have a bunch of friends here this church thing is kind of cool and so I just like I went my whole like childhood like my whole youth I was like super involved in the youth group and all that stuff and then uh I was like oh this is great and I it was sort of like I I had like the relationships first and then like bought into the Jesus stuff afterwards because like well if all these people are so great to me this must have some value. And so like, that's kind of how I, I started learning and like getting into Bible studies and all that different stuff. Um, so actually then out of college, like 
that's how I even ended up in California for a while, which is how I then got into powerlifting, which is where I got to where I am now. Uh, and it was like, we moved. Oh, so anyway, so in college, I met up with an old friend who I used to go to church with. And I started working at another church in a city called Puyallup. Anyways, uh, and this was cool because like, one of the things that I think is great about spirituality and religion is like how it, it like adapts and grows and changes. And like, we just gain more understanding over time. And, uh, and so it was cool because like, when I was in college, I didn't really go to church. I like, you know, kind of tried something in the area and I was like, I don't really know. I'm in college. I'd rather just drink myself into oblivion. That sounds like way more fun. Uh, and it was for the record, <laughs> don't do it anymore, but <laughs> drank enough for the rest of my life but it's fine so anyways uh i linked up with this friend i started like hanging out with him um and he was like a youth pastor at this church and so i like i started volunteering and then a group of people from that church were like hey what if we started the church somewhere else focused on the same thing about relationships like less about the specific doctrines you believe and all this stuff we just focus on like just building relationships with people and like just see what happens because that's how the youth group sort of ran was like didn't matter what you believed. You could be a Jesus person. You could be an anti-Jesus person. It didn't matter. But if you wanted to come hang out, we like basically did like a mini concert in the school gym every week. It was fucking sick. Uh, so it was awesome. Uh, and I got to play Dude, that's like, bunch, which is dope. That's like, to me, the most, I don't even like to use uh, progressive thing for real, because it's showing mm -hmm. that we're all fucking humans but it's completely fine if you want to believe that and I want to believe this. Right. As long as we're not going to rape, murder, or steal from each other. For like, sure. What is the problem? That's oh, exactly right. it. Well, so if you think that now, this story gets better. Uh, so we moved to the Bay Area to start a church. So we, I, I, lived, we lived in like, I lived in San Jose for a while, lived in Redwood City for a while. Um. And we like start this church and we get a bunch of people that start, like a handful of people that start coming. It was a bunch for us. It was like, you know, 50 people. And my job was like to organize like the volunteer teams and to like figure out what the small group system was going to be and like how to get people in smaller communities, basically. And we sort of went in with this plan, like really super structured. We read a bunch of books. So we had the formulas all written out and none of it worked because we needed we just we were trying to like plant this thing like port this idea over from what somebody else had done in a different part of the country 10 years beforehand and we're like shit what if we just did exactly what we think the people around us actually want and like started questioning a bunch of the rules and so like we're like okay do people have to believe a certain thing to volunteer it's so like well we're desperate for volunteers so probably not um and then it was like because like I, you know, I had, we had a couple of people who were like, uh, you know, like we had an atheist that like served in our kids department. Um, and she was like the best, all the kids loved her. Um, I had a Buddhist, someone who was Buddhist in my like welcoming team. Uh, there was another guy who like, basically was like, I, I will probably never believe in Jesus. Cause like, I just don't give a shit, but I think you should be a good person. And I was like, Will you please say hi to every single person that comes in this door? He's like, I would love to. That'd be my favorite thing ever to do. And so it was like over time. And like, I got to teach on like every couple months. And that was kind of the theme of all the stuff we would talk about was like, we would use examples from the Jesus tradition because that's what all of us grew up with. And so those were the, like the Bible was the text that we were most familiar with. 
but instead of it being this like we're gonna like read a passage and analyze the passage it's like we're just gonna tell stories from our lives and like pull things together and like we'll probably reference some stuff as we deem relevant but like it's more about who you are than what you believe and we finally pushed it to a point where like we had to like make some announcements about this because like all of our backers were these very conservative churches and uh we were we were bordering on i mean we i mean we were very as far as christians would consider it like major major heretics at, at some point because we were basically <laughs> like hey because uh, this was this was when like all the lgbt inclusion stuff was like kind of like running through the christian world and we had, of course, a bunch of members that were in that community. And like, we're kind of hesitant to like get involved because what would happen at a lot of churches is like a couple would come or a person would come and they start volunteering to be like, oh, everybody's welcome. Come on in. Jesus accepts all. And then they'd be like, cool. Like, I want to become a member. And they're like, oh, there's this thing where you're gay and you can't be a member. Cause like, that's like, God's super not okay with that. It's like, I've been serving and giving here for like two years. Like what the fuck? And so I had talked to a couple of guys who were like, they're like, I was like, you guys are awesome. Like everybody loves you guys. Like I, you, it sounds like you guys want to get more involved. Like, what do you want to do? And they're like, between you and me, dude, we're just like a little bit afraid this is going to happen. And I was like, we'll never do that to you. And he's like, I believe that you believe that, but like, until we know for sure we can't. And I was like, got it. That makes sense. So, and like some of my other buddies who were like, we were all having this conversation with different people. Um, and we got together in a staff meeting and there were, you know, five or six of us. And we're like, okay, we really need to like figure out what we're going to say here. Because like, if, if we're going to be this like religious group, this church that like, if we believe that Jesus is really accepting, like we got to do the acceptance thing. And so we like did the thing. We're like, Hey, just as an FYI, anybody, you can believe anything you want. You can be whoever you are. You can still come. You can volunteer at any level. Um, when you get to a staff position, there's a couple of like belief lines you kind of have to agree with, but like they're very, very few. They're not very, you know, it's just like a couple quick things like, hey, don't be a huge asshole. Um, but like you can, it's public. You can come. If we do anything crazy, you can point back to this. And it was like, people were like, oh my God, this is the best. This is the best community. We love it. And we immediately lost all of our funding because what had happened was <laughs> at the same time, Jesus Christ. at the same, well, so, so here's the thing. So I, the day after we announced it on a Sunday, Monday morning, uh, my friend Gary, who's like my best, one of my best friends, best man at my wedding. He was our lead pastor. I was uh, one of the assistants. And uh, so yeah, light up. There you go. Um, so he and I get phone calls at the same time from his mentor and my mentor. And the phone call I had with my mentor is basically like, Kyle, like, what are you doing? Like, you, do, you, do you believe how, like, do you know how dangerous this is? Like, how could you possibly believe that the Bible says that this is okay? And I was like, hey, here's the thing. I don't really believe in the Bible anymore. <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> what? How could you not? And I was like, it's a great book. It's a really cool collection of stories. It's for sure not literal. People were just writing shit down and a bunch of white dudes in Europe decided that this was going to be the word of God. That this is, what they, <laughs> this is what people in Israel thousands of years ago actually believed. Like a bunch of Europeans did that. Like I just... I don't know. Like, again, it's a tradition I came out of. So it's the stories that I like. How dare you? How dare you? Yeah. But I was like, I, there's this thing where like, I just, I don't know about it. And it was like dead on the phone line. <laughs> and so 
basically that kicked us off on this thing of like, hey, we're, we don't have any funding now. Like now what's up? And so we kind of were like, like to, to go back, we started looking at like, okay, well, what do we actually believe about the Bible specifically or religious text in general? And how do we want to like orient our life kind of around this changed view of believing that it's a literal book versus believing that it is allegory or like a retelling of history in a way that's favorable at the time. And so we kind of like pulled this thing all the way apart to where like specifically I got to a point where I was like, uh, we still technically had a church, but I went to, I went to Gary and I was like, Hey man, I know I'm like the small groups lead here. And this is like 80% of my job. And if small groups go away, like I basically uh, am firing myself, but like, I don't understand why we're doing anything to help adults hang out with other adults. Like, it feels like we're just allowing people to, again, offload personal responsibility to the church for their relationships instead of being like, hey, if you want friends and you want relationships, uh, there's a, literally a person right here. There's a chair here and they're there. And you can be like, hey, I'm Kyle. Do you want to hang out? And that happens all the time. So we started moving, like doing some of that kind of stuff where it's like, as we pulled on some more of the fabric of like, christian spirituality specifically we're like i just don't know if i really jive with this anymore and like it turned into this like spiritualism kind of like took this long windy road around to the point where i'm like i don't know if there is a theistic being anymore but like the universe is just energy man and we're all on the ride and maybe you and i are each the universe like hanging out right now we're just trying to figure out who we are who the fuck knows but to me now it's like this is so much cooler because again, it's not about like, I don't have to sit here and be like, all right, what do you believe? Tell me. So if we can believe the same thing, we can be friends. And it's also not like, oh, I have to read all these books to figure out if I believe the right things. I'm saying the right things. Because like, I don't fucking care anymore. Because people are like, Kyle, what do you believe? And I'm like, I don't know. I'll tell you what I believe at right now at 11.20 a.m. But if you ask me the same question at 11.45, the answer might be different. I don't know. Because I'm trying to like, just be a lot more fluid and be in the space, right? So oh, the many would say that's the way to town with the Dow, with the Dow Jizang, like, yeah, but you know, that's, that's really kind of what it is. What you're saying, what I'm hearing explanation of the universe, the fluidity of things as you will, like, right. Everything's coming and going. Nature's a cycle. When we stick mm -hmm. to these staunch beliefs, you guess what that is ungodly. Yes. Because you know? you're not I'm denouncing like another when we're all supposed to be seen through the same light. Boom. And that's where I think like, oh God, I, some old famous person said like, you have to, this is where I'm not very good with like all these like psychological philosophical people. Someone was basically like, uh, to ever like surpass your ego, you have to create an ego. You have to develop an ego. Like, yeah, Jung, that sounds right. But it's like, you have to develop some specific beliefs about what you believe about the divine to then move on from it. Because if you just live your whole life being like, yeah, man, it's just like all energy. Like, Maybe it is, and maybe you're right, and maybe you skipped all this crazy bullshit to get to the end, where you're actually like closer to right than the rest of us, but like none of us will know. But I think a lot of times it's helpful to be like, yeah, like you can learn some really good values from being in the church. Like you learn how to care for people oh. around you. The only problem for me is like then it, it's there's this us versus them grouping instead of like I'm just going to care for people who I feel are in need regardless of who they are. So it's like again, like the whole cycle of things, like having these really specific beliefs, reading all these really specific books, 
like preaching all these really specific things has led me to a point now where it's like, yeah, I used to believe all that stuff. And now I don't believe it that same way. I still believe it holds value. Like, I don't think you can just throw the whole experience out, no but like, I don't have to orient my life around that specific thing anymore. Like, and that's where I feel like the universe, God, energy, love, whatever you call it is like ever changing. And so it's like, just cause it was written down in a book from thousands of years ago, doesn't mean it, like it might've been right at the time when whoever wrote it down, wrote it down. But like what I write down today, as I'm pondering the divine, this conversation we're having, if we were in ancient, Cor ancient Corinth and Rome, these would just be letters back and forth. And who knows, maybe in another 2000 years, some <laughs> fucking aliens will put, come down and they'll be like, oh man, these guys, they must know, we'll add this to the Bible. <laughs> it's like, okay, sure, fine, whatever. Doesn't mean that what we do is divinely inspired necessarily, but it doesn't mean that it's not, right? Like it's all part of the story. It's just like what you decide to do with it. Yeah, it's a lot of, a lot of dualism within a lot of religions that get so uh, against other people because, and if you want to talk about God, I think the one thing he's, he, she, whatever the fuck, is not yeah. supposed to be is dualistic. Like it gets back to the one, the Tao, everything. Like it's like everything's an ocean and everything else, everything's an ocean. And every single thought, idea, experience, human, every, everything, emotion, feeling at all is just a wave. Comes from, goes mm -hmm. back to. So I look at it. And it's like uh, everything we talk about, <clears throat> everything we do, every idea is just all part of the dance. Every meditation you're doing to try to get closer to whatever you're trying to go every time you're praying every time you go to church whether you're reading you're not it's all part of the dance unless you get back to that one where you mm -hmm. see everything for what it truly is you know that absolute truth if you will but even people can put their own personality spin on that but that's mm -hmm. staying within the dualistic idea that we're all separate you know when you have a god that says me my son and then you is when mm -hmm. it's kind of teaching people they're, le they're naturally less than something else. And they can never right. obtain those godly words in which they read. So they mm -hmm. just preach them, you know? So they just talk about them. And then what's, because I grew up in a Catholic school where like I was an altar boy and all that shit. First kick, get kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's, right. Right. that's very on brand for you. Very on brand. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so I was an about that. And like, and then you grow up learning about the priests and wild stuff. They do your own research and things. You learn about the schools in Canada and all this shit. And you're like, mm -hmm. a lot of bad things in the name of God. You know what uh, I mean? In that yeah. specific, you know? But mm -hmm. then I get into Ramdas. I read the Bhagavad Gita. I get into fucking all that shit, the, the Tao, Buddhism, mm -hmm. and all that. And, and even you get back into um, Catholicism and all that. But from my perspective, the true way of it, not the way that it became where it was smite me oh smiter you know what i mean like right it was the truth of it that what the true word of god is you know what i mean what they really kind of all say in just different ways of saying you know buddha's got 12 truths this guy's got mm -hmm. commandments you know <laughs> there's a lot of jesus's that worked in the egyptian times and the you know the uh whatever the jesus time was or the middle east mm -hmm. you know so like, yeah they all have something like you said, they all got value because if you go what's truth by it, it's it's good stuff. It's not like they're really and you get those, you know, those pseudo those throw off real small religions that actually tell you to kill people. Like you even yeah, look right. like Satanism. Yeah, you even look at like Satanism, like Satanist, whatever the fuck it is. I just like looked at mm -hmm. it for a little it wasn't the same, nothing. It was just kind of like 
accepting the evils and all this other shit and like really not saying go kill people destroy people anything about like that you know one yeah. of the only like religions that i know of that really even talk about destruction or hinduism what they just to say that the three gods of creation um stability and then destruction and that's just nature you know mm-hmm. so it's that's uh, so dude i that's why i love doing this shit because you find things out that that is fucking fascinating I mean, you were already right there, as if my ratings were really mad. You were already fucking sad. <laughs> now, like, holy shit, dude, that is wow. That is that is, and 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 then of course it, it would defunded, and uh, just, I twitch because it's like, see, that's where you motherfuckers, you motherfuckers, everyone talking about mm-hmm. you want to go, yo, Bill Gates, I I I donate all this money, J.P. Morgan. So why isn't the world everybody? Why isn't everybody? Why for $2,000 can I even find a kid in Tanzania to put through school for a year? Because she's got no parents at six. Why can yeah. I do that? And you got billions that you apparently gave away. To oh, Nancy yeah. Pelosi happened to make millions of dollars on a job she makes two fifty dollars a fucking year. Maybe that's where some of it went, but I don't know. I'm a conspiracy yeah. theorist. What the fuck do I know, right? <laughs> right, yeah. It's I like, oh, know. yeah, that's... Oh, that's that's too crazy. That's couldn't possibly no, no, imagine. No, not them. Why, why? Um, that makes no, no sense. Yeah. No. They got my best interests at heart for sure. And they're definitely looking out for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, oh, dude, it's geez. like oh, that's the last thing. Or I don't know the last thing. I mean, I literally have all day. I don't know what you're doing, but it's like when I you actually, finally have to run a little bit. Perfect. That's fine. <laughs> when you finally come to the realization that nobody cares about you but you. Like nobody can ever care for you the way that you care for you. It's like, oh shit. So I got to look out for me. Not because I'm selfish, not because I'm some sort of asshole who doesn't care about other people, but it's like, I got to love me too. Right? I that's look out not for to me. say the people that are around you that love you don't look, you know, because I, I think for I sure. you mean in the sense that regardless, if we're living in this fucking ego, we're thinking about ourselves. And that could be your mother worried about you because she doesn't want something to happen to you because what it might do to her. Right. You see what I'm saying? And that's- uh, Yeah. That's exactly what I mean. Because I mean, even think about it, like to turn it back is like, I, I mean, I love like my friends. I love my wife more than anything else. I don't have the capacity to like love her and care for her more than she has the capacity to love and care for herself. Exactly. The same way no, I don't like- no, yeah. yeah, same thing. I know she cares about me. I mean, an infinite amount. But at the same time, like if it, when it really comes down to it, like when I was really fucking depressed, she could love me as much as she wanted. I got to care for myself too. And yeah. so it's like when you start realizing it's like, I got to do this, not because people don't care about me, not because I'm alone, not because I'm not worthy of love and help, but it's like, whatever the saying is where it's like, you're the one who talks to yourself the most, be careful what you say. It's like, that's like yeah, externalizing that in a right, different yeah. way. It's like, dude, it's fucking yeah. crazy. It's it's power of self is what I seem to think you have. And that's something I, I always tell. Because like, you know, like God, guru, and self is all the same. That's what they always say, right? It's the power mm-hmm. of self to really have that understanding. Like wherever you go, there you will be type shit. Like doesn't fucking matter if the world around me seems perfect. Seems. If, ever, if yeah. I have a loving, beautiful wife, I got kids, but if I'm fucked up in here, whatever it is, could be trauma, whatever it is. Sure. God, it does not matter. It does not matter. And that's exactly the ticket. It's 
shit I'm talking about. The power of self. Yep. Beautiful. Yeah, I think we're gonna have to end it on that one because I, I I could I, that's I could just keep doing this, but I do have to stick to this power that I said too. That, that's all. That's I, I got a client at six. I got a client at six. Right. Yep. It's it's for me. It's almost it's two thirty. So I'm a guy. I just yep. I'm a sick fuck and I sweated a little bit. So now I got a shower before the sweat again. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a shower and then I got to get the workout in to right from there, go train the client because I don't want to have to rush the workout. Because I'm like yep. sitting here, I'm like, and then once we open up this fucking youth pastor shit, I'm like, I could be here this for less than Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you already know, you already know a part two is coming. We got absolutely coming. Uh, I'll recaffeinate uh, appropriately. So much for coming on. Yeah, you got it. Was good to chat. I wasn't even this wasn't even this wasn't even coffee yet. You know what I mean? This wasn't even oh, coffee. Oh man, yet. I was I was double dipping, so oh you gotta both of us. I did I did I did <laughs> skate and shit, which jacks me up, but oh there you go. Hell yeah. Oh uh, yeah. All right. My Jeezy. Thank you again. Dude, you got it, brother. I'll see you. Take it easy. Later.